This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Join you every morning at 8am UK time. Although today's episode is like three minutes late. Um, a massive thank you to David Ornstein uh, for dropping a, not just one, not just two, but three Arsenal bits of information this morning that I needed to make sure I included in today's show so you guys weren't not out of the loop regarding things. Um, so good morning. Uh, we're going to be talking about all that and more in today's show. Please do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Uh, let's say good morning to people joining us live in the chat box. Black Shine, good morning to you, to Rich, to Kai, to Chris, uh, to Olu and Anthony and Carlton and Martin and Morgie, uh, NSW, Vegas, Matt G, Damien. Um, let's go to Temi and Jose and Red Star uh, and everybody else joining us live in the chat box as well. Um yeah, really crucial stories coming out this morning uh, that we're going to be discussing and talking about. Uh, the snow down here in the south is is mad. Uh, yesterday, I was doing a show over on same old Arsenal with Amanda, and uh, we're trying to wonder if the missus were going to make it home from London or not, but managed to get home after a, a lengthy trip and going around all the little side roads and things like that. Um, so if you are indeed out today, make sure you wrap up warm, make sure you stay safe and uh, only go out if you need to. I know I sound like a BBC weather report, but uh, safety is very important indeed. Uh, let's kick on with today's stories. Uh, Arsenal's women beat uh, Aston Villa 4-1, an own goal. Uh, was the one that kicked this off after Arsenal went 1-0 down. Uh, Vivian Miedemark got the second. And then McCabe and Nobbs uh, jumped in with two more goals towards the end to secure the points for Arsenal to help them go level with Chelsea at the top of the WSL. Uh, really important to keep that momentum going after their win against Juventus in midweek. Uh, we had that disappointing defeat against Manchester United not so long ago, and we've responded well from that. So the girls done fantastically well. Uh, as I said, there are a couple of games, I think, still being played at the Emirates that you can get tickets to in the near future. So make sure if you can get down to the Emirates to go watch the girls play Make sure you do. Uh, Leon beat 
LFC, as in Liverpool, uh, 3-1. So, yeah, that same Leon side that we battered and did not look interested in any shape or form against us in the Dubai Super Cup beat Liverpool 3-1 and then beat them on penalties as well with a 5-3 win. This means that if Arsenal avoid defeat, I believe, against Milan potentially and also win the penalty shootout, I think there's potential for them maybe to top the uh, to top the standings. That said, Milan have not yet played Liverpool, um, so that game is still yet to go ahead. So that might change things. If they beat Milan, they'll definitely win the tournament. So all Arsenal is do is is beat Milan uh, in that final game of the tournament, and they will of course manage to pick up the Dubai Super Cup trophy. Uh, Aston Villa beat Chelsea in their friendly, and Real Betis beat Manchester United, which means three of Arsenal's key top six rivals. All lost this week. Um, so very, very interesting indeed. Love this from Jose. Dubai Super Cup champions. You'll never sing that <laughs> indeed. But importantly, in the Chelsea game, Armando Broya suffered a serious knee injury that could see him uh, exit the season, basically. It really could cost him the rest of the campaign. It could be a potential serious knee injury. He had to be stretched off uh, after an awkward fall, uh, which is obviously a very big frustration for him and for Chelsea. But that then could cause Chelsea to enter the striker race this winter, making it even more congested than it was already. Uh, Marcelo Flores, unfortunately, has also suffered an injury issue whilst on loan at Real Oviedo. Now, things haven't been going amazingly whilst on loan in Spain, and there have been reports that Arsenal might recall Marcelo Flores in January and then send him out on loan to Mexico. So Marcelo Flores' future remains a little bit uncertain right now, and this injury is only set to make things even more complicated. Bakai Saka has arrived in Dubai uh, as he prepares to return and reintegrate with the Arsenal squad. He, I imagine, will get a number of days rest and break after exit from the World Cup with England. But he has indeed said to be arriving now in Dubai to join up with his Arsenal teammates in the near future. Really good news, because obviously we might have a nearly full-fit squad available for that game against West Ham on Boxing Day, besides Saliba and Gabriel Jesus being the only potential absentees. Uh, Alexander Zinchenko has talked about his injury in a little bit more detail. He's talked about the fact that he's felt tightness uh, in a muscle area, and that, of course, um, is kind of an area in which Arsenal know that they need to really protect. Because if you've got tightness in the muscle injury, it can really quickly turn into something that it is not. And if that happens to be the case, um, then you can see a player really move out for a significant period of time. Uh, moving forwards, we then get to kind of what I think is more of one of the, the disappointing stories of the day. Uh, of course, a couple of days ago, we talked about how uh, Il Romanista, which are a, a branch of Calcio Mercato in Italy, uh, talked about how Roma would not be signing uh, Evan and Dika because he had already, according to their information, agreed a deal with Arsenal. Now, according to Build, this is not the case. Uh, they say that no team has yet agreed a deal with Evan and Dika, and there is no expectation that he will indeed make that decision as of yet. Arsenal, if they want Evan and Dika, can sign a player uh, or can sign a player for another country in January in a pre-contract agreement if their deal is expiring, just like Evan and Dika is. Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't seem to be that that report that we talked about two days ago from Italy was indeed true. Surprise, surprise. I know, we're all shocked. <laughs> we're all incredibly shocked that the report from Italy didn't turn out to have 
that credibility that we were hoping that it potentially might do. Now, I do want to caveat this and say, because I know we had someone leave a comment saying, why did we report the story from Italy? Well, I have to say that this is a new show. We talk about all the stories. We tell you where they're from. And I did reach out to somebody about considering doing a tactical breakdown who works for Transfermarkt, who, you know, is the big kind of um, stats website that you go and get all your stats for players from. And they were questioning the legitimacy of the reports when we spoke yesterday, uh, which I would have brought up on today's show. But of course, this report from Build then came out as well. So we've just been able to talk about it in this way. So I hope that adds some clarity around that story. And I hope it adds some clarity around your expectations of the channel. If there's a story, we'll report it and we'll give our thoughts on it. Now, David Ormstein has dropped a significant update on The Athletic around a number of players however one player that we thought was a serious potentially you know big part of Arsenal's transfer plans new information has come out from David Ornstein to suggest that he is not thought to be a target for Arsenal this January now of course the information that we had in the summer was that Arsenal lodged a potential bid for the player that was then rejected by Palmeiras and there was an expectation that they could indeed move for a player like Danilo in that January window who this now means Arsenal will move for as a midfielder now becomes very, very congested and convoluted. And we're not 100% sure. I mean, my estimation might be Tielemans might still be the player that they look to. You know, I reported back in January that Arsenal were willing to wait until the summer to sign on a potential free deal. However, they may accelerate those plans to the winter. I have also talked about the fact that with Danilo... I don't necessarily see him giving us more than what El Elneny or Lokonga has given us immediately. He's 21 years of age. He's coming from Brazil. There is always this question mark around how much quality is he actually going to give us? And because of that, maybe the club have decided that they need something more immediate and they need something more impactful this winter. And so Danilo is said now not to be on the club's radar this winter. Um, not sure why this says Zinchenko. <laughs> but Joao Felix... Uh, is said to be being recommended to Arsenal, despite the fact that Aston Villa, according to David Ornstein, are one of the key players in the Joao Felix deal. It's actually said that he is being recommended by well top-level recruitment, uh, people who work in that top-level recruitment sector, however, have suggested to David Ornstein that Felix would be better suited to Arsenal, given the stylistic fit and their potential need for an attacking reinforcement. This doesn't mean that Arsenal, of course, are interested or even going in for him. It's just that there is said to be that recommendation by top-level recruitment experts that Arsenal would be the better target for, well, him to move to. Uh, Arsenal also said, according to David Ornstein, to be considering a move for Mateus Cunha. Now, Wolves were the main team interested in the Brazilian forward player for Atletico Madrid. However, there seems to be some issues with that deal. And because of the injury to uh, Gabriel Jesus, Arsenal was said to be potentially considering him as a short-term option. That said, Atleti want around €50 million Euros for a combined deal of both Mateus Cunha and centre-back Felipe. How much of that is Mateus Cunha? I would imagine probably a larger portion of that amount is just for Mateus Cunha. I don't really see Arsenal spending over £30 million on a player that really doesn't start for us when, or doesn't really even, for me, compete with our starting options right now. So how, uh, if that indeed does change, we'll have to wait and see. And lastly, our headline story. And probably the biggest news and the biggest breaking part of David Ornstein's massive content drop on The Athletic today. Uh, he says that apparently sources have told him, those with sources with knowledge of the matter in hand, think there is a, quote, good chance it will happen. 
though nothing is agreed at present. Of course, we know that Shakhtar Donetsk have that 100 million euro uh, valuation, uh, which is around 85.9 million pounds. However, it is said here that both interested parties are of the understanding that a lower fee would be deemed acceptable. Now, what that lower fee is, of course, we don't know. Um, and we don't know what ultimately Arsenal would have to pay and what Shakhtar would be willing to lower their demands and their expectations to. But this is obviously a very, very positive uh, kind of move uh, in the realms of the deal for Mudrik. Now, when I talked about this, I've said I think this is 50-50 and it is all depending on whether or not Shakhtar are willing to lower that figure. This is the first indication that we've really got from a truly trusted source Selling, uh, telling information that they are feeling that they they would be able to agree a lower fee and that there is that, quote, good chance that this deal could happen. So a really mixed and device, not divisive, uh, up and down, I suppose, kind of show this morning, talking about players that we thought maybe were more interested uh, potentially moving to Arsenal, like Danilo, like Evan and Dika, certainly not seeming to be the case. However, players like Mudrik and a new player that's being talked about, Mateus Cunha, certainly seeming potentially more likely this winter. So very interesting indeed. We'll see if this changes. We've got less than three weeks now uh, until the January window opens, of course, and Arsenal will, I'm sure, wanting to be get their business done as soon as feasibly possible. So without further ado, let's move to part two and your questions right after this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's go to the chat box and see what you guys are saying. Um, let's go to Marcus says, so who will? Uh, who is the most realistic wide player who can play through the middle that we could sign? Um, Marcus, this question obviously comes up a lot and it gets asked pretty much every single episode. And I think the, way, the main way to approach this question is to consider Martinelli in this equation. Martinelli is a player who is versatile enough to play on the left. He can play on the right, has done and scored on the right uh, last season against Newcastle, if you remember. Played really well on the right against Manchester United last season as well. And is being coached and trained at Arsenal through the middle. Uh, and that has happened for a significant period of time. Now, if we sign Mudrik, Mudrik is, for all intents and purposes, a left winger. Um, and, you know, whilst he, I think, has potential to play in other positions has ostensibly played on that left-hand side. So I think if Mudrik is to be the guy, I think Martinelli will be the one that's lent on more as a versatile option for Arsenal in the future. 
Um, let's scroll down a bit more and get some more of your questions. Um, VDub says, this feels like the January window will be quiet, dot, dot, dot. Mudrick and all the others in the summer. Hmm. Can you imagine Felix, Mudrick and Savage? Oh, my days. Yeah. <laughs> it would be an incredible window if that was to happen. However, I think that would be kind of crazy to see that take place. Manu says, I fractured my shin bone yesterday in our last game before the winter break. Could I maybe be, could I maybe in the future join on your Strava group on my way back to recovery? Motivation is key. Yes. Uh, and we're going to be recording our next uh, Eat, Sleep, Repeat, uh, Eat, Sleep, Arsenal, Repeat podcast tomorrow going out on Wednesday. So uh, I'm going to try and set up a Strava club uh, in that time uh, so that we can all get involved with that one. It also me motivate me more knowing everyone's watching me, <laughs> making sure I'm doing my runs because with the snow, it's not going to be possible at the moment, but uh, it'll be mean doing some muscle and weight work, I think, inside. Uh, Machiavelli says, do you think this January will show us the ambitions of our owners? It depends what your understanding or, I suppose, your perception of what ambition would be, because there is only a certain financial realm that we can work in this winter. If your expectation is, well, if Arsenal were serious about winning the title, the owners are going to invest £100 million in us this winter. I don't look at it that way. I look at and think... Are Arsenal going to go out and add quality this January? I don't care how much they cost, frankly. You know, I'm really not fussed about how much players cost in the end. As long as Arsenal add quality, that's all I care about. And so if Arsenal go out and add two quality players this January, for me, that is the signal that Arsenal are certainly ambitious and aiming to try and further their goals this season. Ian says, hi, Tom, do you StreamYard for your broadcast? I do indeed. Uh, I do indeed. Really good service. Would recommend highly. Uh, Billy says, I really won't be shocked if we don't sign anyone in January. KSC is not going to give up 100 million in that window on the back of a near 50 million loss. I think we should manage our expectations. Uh, Alberto says, uh, Mateus Cunha would be class at Arsenal. Atletico have killed their forwards' careers. Strange. I mean, Atleti have a history of, of signing amazing strikers. You think Diego Forlan, Aguero, Torres, now Joao Felix. Uh, Morata, of course, was there. Well, I wouldn't say it was amazing, but Morata was, of course, there as well. And now they've got Mateus Cunha as well. Uh, Luis Suarez, David Villa. <laughs> they, they, you know, they continue to roll off the tongue. There is so many strikers that have been there um, over the time. I wouldn't say they've killed forwards' careers, but I would say that they haven't necessarily reached their potential whilst playing with Atletico Madrid, besides when Aguero was coming through, besides when Forlan was there as well. I think they were producing some good... Uh, good numbers, in fairness. Uh, Lynn says, to be fair, Tom, Mudrick has done everything in his power to get this move to Arsenal. So Shakhtar are under no illusion about his feelings. Absolutely. You know, it's not going to be down to Arsenal or Mudrick if this deal doesn't happen. It will be down to Shakhtar demanding a figure that is just beyond the realms of reality. Um, let's go to Connor who says, how many points will we pick up in our next five games? Wow, that is a tough question considering we don't really know A, who is going to be available because we don't know who's going to be back for that West Ham game completely yet. And B, we don't know if we're going to sign anyone earlier on in the window. However, if you're going to push me, I think our next five games, if you don't count the two friendlies, I think we'll beat West Ham. I think we'll probably draw at Brighton. I think we can beat Newcastle at home. I think we'll beat Oxford away in the FA Cup. And I think that we will probably drop points, unfortunately, at Spurs, although I hope that that is not the case. Uh, Stephen says, could our midfield target be Yunus Musa? I've seen some links to him and Arsenal. Yes, also within David Ornstein's article this morning, he does talk about Yunus uh, Musa um, in his article. He says, the United States hopes of a first World Cup quarterfinal since 2002 maybe have been dashed by the Netherlands, but that does not mean their campaign wasn't without its highlights. Musa, of course, was one of those that stood out. 
Um, and the La Liga club Valencia are still willing to listen to bids and hope Musa's impressive displays in Qatar might stimulate the market for him. Uh, apparently, they would be looking for around £20 million of him, but he has got a contract until the end of the 25-26 season, and it's thought to be keen on experiencing a new challenge after three and a half years in Spain. So whether or not Arsenal are the team that go in for Yunus Musa, we'll see. There have been some reports suggesting Arsenal have you know, sent feelers out a little bit for him. Maybe he turns out to be the one that we look to. Um, Sean says, is Ramsdale back with the team yet? Yeah, I imagine like Saka that they're both traveling to Dubai. I don't know that for sure on, on Ramsdale, but I imagine that they will be joining up with the team and he'll be available for West Ham. Uh, Deep Kundu says, Tom, how important is Reese Nelson for January and February? Potentially massive, you know, depending on how long it takes for Arsenal to strengthen in that January window, it could be that we need to use Nelson against Newcastle, against obviously against Oxford, I think he would play. Um, and we've also got Manchester United uh, in January as well. And who knows what's going to happen in those games. So we'll see. Potentially big, potentially as an option off the bench. He might be really key to add some extra pace and power. And, and hopefully, fingers crossed, if he can get his shooting boots on again, goals. Uh, Scott says, do you think Eddie can do the job? Uh, though I do think that we need to trust this guy or unload him. What do you think? Um, I think that obviously that he can do a job. Otherwise, the club would not have invested the trust and faith in him that they did when they renewed his contract. But in the long-term future, I do think Arsenal need to look to try and find someone who is more closer to the level of Jesus and closer to what Jesus can provide. And they've managed to you know, secure a financial asset in Nketiah for the future, they could sell him now for a good fee if whoever we wanted to sell him. So that is also a positive about renewing his contract. Uh, Temi says, since we're no longer signing Danilo, what do you, uh, what do we do when Partey eventually gets injured? This is my answer. I'm shrugging. I don't really know. You know, obviously Mohamed El Neni, I think, immediately comes in. It was said, it is understood that Arsenal still certainly are looking at midfielders. We're going to have to wait and see. If we sign Tielemans, I imagine that one of the options might be that Tielemans starts and Xhaka then moves deeper. I know that's not going to please people, but that might be one of the options that, uh, yeah, that kind of happens at this stage. Um, Charlie says, you can do it. You can go running. Just put some boots on, a leather jacket, and stick on some Rocky music. <laughs> Rocky Four music. Yes, potentially that's the way to go through. Um, but if you saw what it's like outside right now, it's not running weather today, that is for sure. Um, Mohammed says, hi, Tom. Question, what are your thoughts on Saka joining the team in Dubai? I would have preferred him to take some time off, at least until the team gets back to London. It's a long season. I imagine he still might take some time off. Um, I think he might still take some period of time off. I think that uh, Matt Turner arrived in Dubai and has had some time off. Xhaka is returning to training this week and he finished, you know, was in Dubai, I think, last week. So he think I think he will still get... Um, some time off. So don't worry about that. He's still going to get some time. Jay Dimes says, is that the new Ray Parler hoodie? It is, it is indeed. Uh, as soon as that came out, I was like, I'm going to have to get this because it's just, I love the retro stuff. So yeah, it is very much the new Ray Parler. As soon as they bring out new merch, I'm sadly kind of all over it at this stage. I just, I love it. And I'm very happy being an Arsenal fan right now. So I'm more than happy to help the investments of January uh, with the club. Um, Marcus says, Zinchenko bench for Felix on the slides. I heard his injury was just a tight muscle. Yes, uh, Zinchenko is certainly uh, still very much um, sidelined, but it is because of muscle tightness and nothing more. Uh, Lynn, Tom, I can't see Arteta being very happy if we don't buy players, especially the effort both him and these players have put in to get us this far. Arteta wants more signings. Arteta wants reinforcement. He talked about in the summer, he used the word, I want more firepower. 
he wants more. He may be coy in those press conferences that we'll see him do in the next couple of weeks or so and beyond, but he wants more signings. Oh, the TGT sneeze is back, but I managed to <laughs> managed to mute myself. Uh, Rahul says, hi, Tom. Uh, if you are given the opportunity to sign anyone this window, it could be unrealistic. Who would you go for? Mine's Ozymen. Uh, Jude Bellingham. If I can sign anyone and it can be unrealistic, it's Jude Bellingham. You know, I know that I want a striker, but I think Jude Bellingham is the best player on the market at this moment in time. It would be him. If you want me to suggest a forward that I think we should go and get, I think Ozymen is a very good shout. Um, I would... Be very interested in Joao Felix. I think that his style, the way he plays, would really suit Arsenal. Uh, and I think that he really would kind of assimilate quite well into the team. Um, so, yeah, I think that's an option. Sean says, who do you want to play right centre-back against West Ham if Saliba isn't back? I think White would come in and then we'd play Tommy Asu at right back. I think that's how we would cope with that problem. Uh, let's go to Tarbs. It says, Tom, all of our attackers looked like the best players on the pitch when they played for their respective clubs. Mind-blowing. You know, I think when you consider the fact that Jesus is probably the only one that doesn't sack has come through the academy. Martinelli looked great when he was playing at Ituano. Um, who else have we got? Reese Nelson has come through the academy. It's an interesting point when you think about it because when they played for their respective clubs, players we've signed, you know, have, of course, stood out. They come into a new team, players when they sign. That's why the Wilfred Zaha is a bit of a, a bit of a toughie because Wilfred Zaha stands out at Crystal Palace because he's the obvious standout candidate. Would he still be able to do that at Arsenal? I have a lot of question marks about that. Um, Yomi says, Elneny isn't better than Danilo. Um, I mean, in terms of how good Danilo can be, I think Danilo is obviously going to become a better player than Elneny. I think that we can see that. But right now, if we were playing Man City tomorrow and Partey wasn't available and you could pick Elneny to play six or Danilo to play six, I'm picking Elneny every time, every single time. And the thing is that we've got Man City in February. So if Danilo comes in, he's barely got any games to assimilate. I'm picking Elneny. I'm picking Elneny this season, you know, over Danilo. I'm not starting Danilo over him. We needed, I'd rather Elneny's experience, his calmness, his consistency. So whilst, sure, Danilo will be better, I think, than Elneny in the future. I think he's got the potential to be better than Elneny in the future. I'm not picking him over Elneny, you know. And I think that's just that's just because we know what Elneny is going to bring us and we know that he's going to give us. Yomi says that's because we know what Elneny is all about. So are you telling me that you wouldn't start, you'd start Danilo over El- I mean, that's risky. That's incredibly, incredibly risky. I think that 99% of Arsenal fans haven't really watched Danilo, having covered him so extensively and having gone back and watched so many more clips on Scout, He is raw. I'd recommend people, if they're a, a Patreon of the Arsenal Vision podcast, to go and watch their scout report of Danilo. It is sobering, is the way I would describe it. It is a sobering listen of Danilo because he is still raw, still makes mistakes, he's still over-adventurous at the wrong times. And that's because he's young. Because he's still young, just like Saliba. You know, Saliba playing for Marseille last season made mistakes. Saliba playing for us this season has made mistakes because they're young and they make errors. Difference is Saliba is of a level at his position, contextually different to Danilo. So he's just he's just very, very different. Um, Elneny starts every single time for me this season over Danilo. And that's why I'm not keen on signing him in this window. Because for me... The midfielder that Arsenal need to sign in this window has to come in and improve us. And Brian says, please do not sleep on Sofian Amrabat. And I'm telling you, if there was a midfielder I could sign in January to play six, having now 
witnessed what he's done at the World Cup, having known what he was like at Fiorentina previously to a lesser extent, and spending my Saturday watching clips <laughs> of Sophie and Amrabat, um, all of those things combined have now led me to go, 26-year-old, are we really going to be able to find a number six that's going to give you as much as Thomas Partey? At 20 million is said to be the price tag. I don't think that's a bad deal at all. And I'd be very intrigued by a potential deal for Sofian Amrabat as an option at number six to be a potential El Nenny replacement for the future. I think Amrabat would be a very interesting option for Arsenal to consider. Adds that physicality that we wouldn't lose without getting uh, without Partey being there. I think it's a very interesting option indeed. So, yes, you're right to say do not sleep on Sofian Amrabat. Obviously, I think dream option, yes, I'd agree with you, Jay Dime. Ruben Neves would be that, but I think Wolves are going to ask for a lot of money. So, in terms of a cheaper alternative, if we haven't got the money to go for a Ruben Neves, I think Sofian Amrabat is a very good shout that was suggested. First of all, I have to give credit to the people on our Twitter space on Friday who brought his name up. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Stuart says, El Nenny suffers in the same way as Eddie in that his largest sample size is the rest of the second choice players. It isn't fantastic, but very reliable. And I think that when both Eddie and El Nenny have been given the chances to play in the first team, they've shown their value. They've shown what they can bring to the team. So, yeah, I think that absolutely people sleep on what El Nenny can bring as a backup. Danilo is not better than him right now. He probably will be in the future, but Elneny is better than Danilo at this very moment in time of playing at this level. It's as simple as that. V-Dub says, what happened to Jeremy Pino? Uh, he went to Spain with the World Cup. Didn't I don't think he played a single minute of football, uh, to be honest. But um, he was linked to Arsenal, of course, in the summer. Loosely, you know, it was never seemingly like a really strong link to Jeremy Pino. It was kind of reports coming from Spain at the time. I don't know whether Arsenal's interest in him is real or whether or not it's continued um, if it doesn't if it does indeed exist. But uh, Jeremy Pino, not really been talked about at all. Same as Neto. That's gone very, very quiet as well. But he has, of course, been injured. Uh, Sean says, Nketiah getting all the practice with the starting 11 before the, before the season restarts will be helpful. It'll be crucial, Sean. It was going to be absolutely massive. Absolutely massive. Uh, Tobbs, correcting himself, says, I meant they looked like the best players on the pitch this World Cup for their respective countries. Sorry, I misunderstood or you mistyped. One of the two. Maybe it was 50-50. Um, but yeah, look, Saka stood out for England. Um, if you think about the other players, Xhaka stood out for Switzerland. Partey stood out for... I don't know, maybe not stood out. I think Kudos uh, stood out for... Um, or Kudos stood out. Is it Kudos? I think it's Kudus. I think I was told it's Kudus. Uh, stood out for Ghana. Um but Partey was still instrumental in, in helping them as much as they could in that group stage. Um, Matt Turner was great for the United States. So, you know, we've had a really strong um, participation. The only players like Ramsdale, White and Saliba, who haven't really played, of course, haven't had an opportunity. But the others have definitely, definitely stood out. Um, Dave says, I can't, oh God, I can't wait for December 26th. This pod is certainly whetting my appetite. I'm glad that it is, Dave. And I'm glad that you're enjoying um, our our content and production. I'm hoping that it is, of course, building you up with that expectation and, and hope that we return on Boxing Day with a really strong uh, feeling about how we play against West Ham. It's going to be key to get that win, key to get momentum rolling. We need to make sure we win these games against Milan and Juventus in the meantime. It was really important. If you think back to the pre-season of the summer, you know, we won all of our pre-season games and see how that carried us through the momentum into the start of the season. Same thing happens here. We need to try and win these games, these friendlies, the momentum 
is going to be absolutely key. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. There's about 800 of you watching. Do make sure you drop a like on the video. We do these shows every morning at 8 a.m. UK time, rounding up all the latest Arsenal news, giving our thoughts, theories, and queries about it and tackling as much of it as we can and some of the harder topics in the world of football and sport as well. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you're new. Turn those notifications on so you never miss a show. And I will see you later on this morning on, uh, of course, the uh, the Arsenal's, uh, not the Arsenal, the Arsenal Ways World Cup Watch show uh, at 10 a.m. So make sure you join us over there. But I'll be joining you at 8 a.m., of course, back tomorrow on this channel. See you soon. Have a great Monday. Stay safe. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.